Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I am so excited that you are here, and I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission of the nonprofit you work at, or if you're a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, the many different nonprofits you work with. All right, so today I am going to give you the five tips to create a grant writing template. Yes, you're going to get everything you need to understand exactly what it is and then the five tips to actually create one. And grant writing templates are so important. All right, you want to develop this as soon as you're starting to think about developing a program. And the reason for this, well, there's a few. I'm going to discuss those today, as well as give you everything that you need to include in your grant writing template. All right, so before we dive into it today, um, you can definitely jump and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 208 for all of the show notes. Um, it's a lot of, you know, information, so sometimes it's nicer to be able to read it because I read it, I actually have it in a blog form as well, and there's also a video there. So if you want to watch it or read it, um, please jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 208. Now, one more thing before we get started today. I'm super duper duper excited about our six-week live grant writing training. That is going to start happening March 22nd, um, and you guys are going to love it. Um, if you're on the island of Guam or in the uh, Australia, this whole area down here, down under, <laughs> Guam is not quite down under, but uh, in the vicinity of the time zone issue, um, we will also have a six-week live training starting April 5th. So you'll definitely want to jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com to check out all of that information. Because, let's face it, grant writing season is among us. And if you love what I'm talking about today, creating the template, you get to do that within those six weeks and you get feedback from me and your cohort during those six weeks. So not only do I teach you how to do it, but we're also going to evaluate your work so you can get feedback on your grant writing skills and improve them. It's so helpful. It's actually the most popular thing that the students in the course love to do is to share what they're working on and they get so much out of it. So if you are interested in that, I only offer this once or twice a year. So um, it's kind of a double whammy that I'm offering two different trainings around the same time. But you will definitely want to jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com because I only have limited seats, right? Um, because we're sharing and we're giving feedback and there's a lot of review, um, we need to keep the numbers to a certain amount. Right? So um, yes, it's virtual online. We meet online once a week and you have a course hub as well where you have uh, videos and tutorials, um, templates, etc. as well. So you're definitely going to want to jump over once again. That starts before March 22nd, 2022. 
Can you believe we're already in the year 2022? And then the one for Guam region is April 5th, 2022. Um, and if it's already past this, that you're listening to this podcast, um, you're still going to want to jump over there and get on the waiting list. So the next time we open up a six-week grant writing course, you can be sure to grab a seat before they fill up, which they always do. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get started today on our topic. Five steps to draft an effective grant writing template. What? Yes, you can create a grant writing template that you can effectively use from multiple funding sources. Now that is music to my ears. And in fact, I started drafting grant writing templates way back in 2005. And creating this proposal template for grants was a huge turning point for me. I literally worked five times as efficiently with nonprofit clients and was able to submit even more grant proposals. Plus, I actually knew what kind of funding sources I needed to go after. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, But you might be wondering, what exactly am I talking about? What is this thing called a grant writing template? Well, a grant writing template organizes a program that a nonprofit organization would like to develop or expand. So basically, it's a business plan for nonprofit organizations. You write up all the information for a program and what funding sources will request is also going to be, that's what you're writing up too. So I'm already getting ahead of the game because I know what they're going to be asking for. So you include that as well as a budget for the program. So once again, even before you start looking for grant funding opportunities, you should draft a grant writing template. Please, please, please do this because otherwise, if you're just chasing where's the money out there and then we're going to write grants to respond to every single one of those things, you might find yourself chasing the money. All right. So here it is. Here's several reasons why you need to do a grant writing template before you even start looking for funding. Number one, you want to have a clear and realistic outline of your program. This is immediately going to bring clarity to everyone, including your nonprofit board of directors, and it gives you a roadmap. So instead of going, okay, what kind of funding is out there? And they say, okay, there's $500,000 available for this one program. And you're like, ooh, that kind of program isn't exactly what we do, but maybe let's just kind of do that so we get money, (laughs) right? I've seen too many nonprofits do that. Do it the right way. Create your program first. That way you you can get ahead of the game and you're going to have a roadmap. Next, because you have this program developed, you are a thousand times more likely to find better funding opportunity fits. Okay, This is vital when seeking grants. Furthermore, you're not going to be seduced to mission drifting. That's what I'm talking about, chasing the money. Oh, I'm going to go after this grant, even though it's not very aligned with what we do, but hey, there's a lot of money and opportunity. I'm going to tell you that's going to bite you in your tail end because once you get that money, if that is not aligned with your mission and then you're having to manage this whole other program and you're not focused on your mission, that's mission drifting, right? So it's doing something and it does add my empire. You might think, oh yeah, but it's so much money. You have to manage that money. You have to manage that program. It's going to take time and money and effort away from doing what you really want. So sometimes getting a fantastic, huge grant um, is actually not that great for your nonprofit. And it can actually lead to your nonprofit dissolving eventually because it gets you distracted. 
All right, and finally, drafting this grant writing template will literally save you hundreds of hours when writing other grants, all right? Now, here's the thing. You cannot just email your grant writing template that you design out to hundreds of funding opportunities without changing it at all, okay? It is a template, which means it's a framework. You still need to add to it, tweak it, write to the criteria of the funding opportunity. However, what the, the template does it allows you not to have to start from scratch for every single grant, all right? You already have a bulk of the program, you have the program written out, so now you just have to grab from your template and then write to how the criteria wants you to respond, right? You have to answer all their questions, but at least you have somewhere to grab from. You are not starting from scratch. That's gonna save you so much time. You can easily pull different sections from your grant writing template to augment for grant applications. And a bonus, huge bonus, ding a ding ding ding. <laughs> you can easily grab any copy from your grant writing template to be used for corporate solicitation letters, fundraising letters, crowdfunding campaigns, website copy, social media text, and so, so much more. This is your amazing magic fairy dust right here is the grant writing template. Okay, so you definitely want to start here for a number of reasons, as I just explained. And this is a product that is developed that is amazing. So for you freelance grant writers out there that might be listening, do this for your clients. Should be the first thing, one of the first things you do when you're onboarding and starting a client is do a grant writing template. Then you start looking for grants for them. Okay, unless they have a specific grant that they already know you, they want you to write. Um, do this first. It's going to help you so much because you're going to be asking them all the hard questions that we're going to go over in our five points today, and they have to get really clear on what they actually want to do, okay? All right, so let's talk about what's all included in a grant writing template. Here's your five steps. Number one, do your research. Oh, the R word. I know some of you just groaned, but research is essential. In a typical business plan, you would definitely do market research, and it's not much different from a nonprofit organization. You need to understand what the needs are, using research, for your program. No, you don't have to have a PhD or research merit to conduct research, but you do need to find out what the true needs are for your program. For example, Let's say if you have an idea to start a workforce program for at-risk youth in your community. First, you want to know if this is actually a solid need. So you need to investigate whether type, what other types of uh, nonprofit or governmental programs are currently serving at-risk youth in your community and if they actually do offer workforce programs. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me with these great ideas for nonprofits and I say, you know, there's already like three other nonprofits that are doing that exact same thing that you say is a need, you know, without them actually doing the research. Um, they just come up with like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a great thing. And it's like, well, do the research first, because what you might find is that it's not actually needed, but some, there's a gap somewhere else that you could assist with. So second, you could conduct some interviews or focus groups with those nonprofit organizations and or the target demographic that you want to serve to find out what the specific needs are of those at-risk youth, right? 
Third, you would want to conduct research to find out about jobs for youth in your area and see about employment gaps. So you could see other risk factors that are associated with um, at-risk youth not having workforce training, um, poverty, uh, suicide. There's so many things that are related to that. So once you're, you're doing the research and you're actually being able to cite sources, you definitely want to cite sources here, guys, um, you know, according to X report to 2020, you know, that kind of thing. Then you are going to have a really solid um, idea of going, okay, this is actually a good program, or you know what, maybe, maybe it's not. So here it is. In this way, you're going to find out if your idea isn't even needed. Potentially, a workforce program may not be what is a priority for the at-risk youth, but instead a GED or educational support might be more of a priority that is a gap. Maybe there are a few different workforce programs, but there isn't a focus on education. By doing this research, you can fill out a section of your template, um, and once again, include the citations (laughs) of what the specific needs are for your target demographic. This is huge as you can use this research for so many other items again. You can pull that research and put it as a social media post, um, do a flurry of them, you know, with all this different research that you're finding, PSAs, your website, etc. All right, that's number one. So number one is do your research and include all the citations, include all, all the stuff and be really clear about what your program actually needs to be then, okay? Number two, identify a problem statement. Now that you have done your research for your grant writing template, you can solidify a specific problem statement. For example, if you did in fact find out there are no workforce training programs for at-risk youth and they are unable to secure employment, then this could be the basis for your problem statement and it would be very, you know, good research that you can base it off of. So an example problem statement, and and guys remember here that the problem statement really grounds the needs section, right? It's like your your main thing, your main point. So an example problem statement could be, there are no workforce training programs for at-risk youth ages 16 to 18 years old in Amazing City, which leads to a myriad of compounding risk factors, right? So you wanna say, this is the, the real problem that we are facing here, no workforce training, programs and why that's a problem is because it's going to compound the risk factors for at-risk youth, okay? So then your research could include what those compounding risk factors include and that could be so then you're, you know, giving more narrative to that section. But you have a really strong one sentence, you know, or it could be two sentence, but just one bam problem statement. This is the main thing that we're looking at. There might be a whole bunch of problems, but we want to focus on one main thing. All right, so that's number two. Number three, design your goal, objective, and timeline activity. It is important then to work to switch the narrative from why your program is needed, the needs section, to know how your program will be the solution. So what is the one main positive change that your nonprofit's program will have? That is going to be your goal. So think of the goal is, you know, the outer circle. So you have like this huge circle and you have different circles on the inside of the circle and it kind of goes down like that, right? So on the very big, biggest part on the outside circle is your goal. What is the main thing? 
So I'm gonna give you guys a simple trick. A simple trick is to flip your problem statement around. So our example goal could be at-risk youth, ages 16 to 18 years old in amazing city, will reduce their risk factors by securing workforce skills. Bam, simple. It basically is solving your problem statement, right? The problem is there's no workforce. The goal is that we're going to reduce the risk factors by securing workforce skills. So really easy, it's, it's connected now, and we have a mission, right? <laughs> there's a mission to this. So underneath that goal or the next circle, right, within the big circle, are the objectives. And the objectives are basically just how you're going to reach that big goal. So how are you gonna reach that? You're gonna say, we're gonna reduce risk factors or we're gonna secure workforce skills. How is that gonna get done? So an example objective could be, Program Amazing will provide three levels of workforce training to 25 at-risk youth ages 16 to 18 years old in Amazing City by the end of year one. Okay, so notice how I'm repeating the target demographic. At-risk youth ages 16 to 18 years old in Amazing City. My target demographic is very specific. It's your should be as well. You wanna tell them exactly what you're gonna do. And for this one objective, we're saying, we're going to provide three levels of workforce training to 25 youth by the end of year one. So we know that this objective is SMART. Okay, remember what SMART is for those of you who are new to that acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay, so it's specific. You can measure it because you're gonna have three levels of workforce training. You're gonna uh, train 25 at-risk youth and it's gonna be done within a year. It can be achievable once you put your budget there and make sure you have enough monies in your budget. It's relevant because what it's helping do is solve your problem statement and see why that's all connected. And it leads to reaching your goal. It's all connected and it's time bound by the end of year one. So that is how we wanna do our objectives. They don't have to be complicated. <laughs> like they don't have to be like so complicated that we don't understand them. We want them to be very specific and clear so we understand exactly what we're doing. So underneath your objective, you are going to include different activities to accomplish, uh, to ensure your objective is accomplished. All right, so here it is. Here are some examples. Now I just uh, created six different sample activities for you, but I want you to kind of hear how I'm writing them. And I actually like to put these in a chart, but I'm just gonna you know, tell you what, what I would all put in the chart as well. So activity one could be, the project director will secure three MOUs with workforce training partners by the end of month three. Now notice my activity also has a, has a timeline, but it doesn't have to be the exact same timeline as my objective. As long as it doesn't go beyond the duration of my objective, I can make it shorter if I would like, okay? These are kind of like, it's a timeline, right? What you're gonna get do at certain done at certain parts within that year. Activity two, the project director will hire an outreach awareness coordinator to create flyers, social media posts, and applications for the program in month one. All right, so I'm telling who is responsible for each activity and when it's gonna get done. You wanna include those three things in your activities, okay? Once again, who is gonna do it? So the role responsible, don't put the name of the person, put the role of the person, what they're gonna do, so what the activity actually is, and when it's gonna get done. All right, so activity number three example. 
The project director will attend six outreach events with partner organizations to recruit beneficiaries in the first three months. Activity four, the project director will screen applications in month four. Activity five, the project director will launch the program in month, month five. In activity six, 25 beneficiaries will attend workforce training during month five to month 12. So I can also have some space in their fluidity in my time as well. So you can see it's like breaking it down and you're basically giving task for someone to complete and when they need to do it by. And what's beautiful about putting these activities here, I love activities because I can just hand this section of a grant over to somebody who just gets hired on a grant program and they can hit the ground running. They know exactly what to do, when to do it, who's gonna do it, blah, blah, blah. Like this is beautiful. And you can see by really constructing this program, you have to be getting so clear on what you need to do. Other thing that this is really important to do, and I know you might be like, Holly, you're getting nitty gritty in that, aren't you? You're really getting detailed. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's a template, but that doesn't mean that it's a servicey like, you know, template that's a one pager. No, this is gonna be a long template, you guys. But you can see why it's gonna be so good for you. All right, the great thing about developing these activities and being so specific on them is for our next step. Step number four is develop your budget. Now that you know what your, that your program is needed because you did the research, you've developed a problem statement and now have a grant writing template on the framework of the program, so the goals, objectives, and activities, now you're ready to complete your budget. So I love taking an Excel sheet and putting it right next to my activities table, right? And to figure out how much money is going to be needed for every single item. So, for example, if I scroll back up here, because um, I'm looking at my computer screen while I'm reading this to you guys. All right, activity one. The project director will secure three MOUs with workforce training partners by the end of month three. Now, there might not really be a budget needed for that, so I might say, okay, but what is there a budget needed for in that? The project director, <laughs> right? So we need to make sure we have a budget for the project director. So is he going to be full-time? Is she, he or she going to be full-time? Are they going to be part-time, etc.? Activity two, the project director will hire an outreach awareness coordinator to uh, create flyers, social media posts, and applications for the program in month one. All right, so you need money now to hire an outreach awareness coordinator. Once again, are they going to be a consultant? Are they going to be, uh, or are they going to be staff? Are they going to be full-time? Are they going to be part-time? How much do they get paid, right? The other part in here is, of course, the creation of flyers, social media posts, applications. Are those gonna be paper? Do you need graphics? Do you need to print? Do you need to boost ads on social media? This is all telling you the money that you need by the activities that you're gonna accomplish. So you can go through each one of these activities to really start laying out your budget to understand how much you realistically need, because you might have just thrown a number out there, we need $200,000 for this program. But by the time you get done with this and you say, oh my gosh, to really do this, we actually need you know, $750,000. And now I can, here's a very clear budget on how much money we actually need. So this is really, really good for you. And of course, number five, write up your nonprofit's background. Now you might say, why don't we start with this, Holly? You can start with this, but I like to finish with this part because usually it's one of the quickest parts um, that you're gonna be writing. 
And you really want to understand your program first, right? But either way, you can start with this just to get an idea and get really familiar with the nonprofit, um, or you can keep it last. So let's go ahead and, and understand what this means. What do I mean about your nonprofit's background? So some of the key things that you want to include in, in your template section here is the history and description of the nonprofit, you know, who founded you, why, all of those things, your tax exemption status, when you established your 501c3 nonprofit uh, tax exempt status, and what year and in what city, right? That could just all be one sentence, but it should be included. You can also include your tax exemption status, um, your, your actual document as well. So you can definitely put attachments in this template, okay? Um, and then it'll be a one place to go for all of the things because you're always going to need a copy of your IRS tax form um, in every single grant that you apply for. <laughs> so you, you can just use it as an attachment. Some of these other things you can also put as attachments. So the next thing is your board of director, directors bios. Okay, so short bios on your board of directors, their phone numbers, email addresses. Um, that's just always good to have because some grants do request that. Staff resumes, okay, so up-to-date staff. So if you're doing this uh, template um, every single year, you're gonna wanna update those resumes. A um, little description of your staff, who reports to who, organizational chart, that sort of thing as well. And then you're also gonna wanna have your previous grants and funding secured. So a list of every single grant or your fundraisers that you've done, how much you've received, uh, what year it was, um, and what that money went towards. So this is a really great thing to have. Another thing is your partnerships. So if you have a, a blend of different partners, a little blurb about who they are and why it's how they work with you. And then of course your financial capabilities. So how you manage your finances. What does a bookkeeper or a CPA do, right? Um, all of those kind of things. How do you guys keep your bookkeeping? Is it on QuickBooks for nonprofits? Is it on something else? Like all of those things, how you manage your money. So those are all the things that you also want to include, once again, in that fifth section of your grant writing proposal or your template, and that is writing up your nonprofit's background to include all of those elements there. All right, to, so to sum up today, these are the essentials to have in your grant writing template. Once again, number one is do your research. Number two, and just side note, you can see if you did not do your research and you just came up with a program and then eventually you found out it wasn't needed, you would do all this work for nothing. So number one, do your research. Number two, identify a problem statement. So the main problem. Number three, design your goal, objective, and timeline activity. All right, get nuanced in this. Number four, develop your budget. Make sure you have a line item for every single thing that's in all of your activities. And number five, write up your nonprofit's background. So uh, definitely uh, get all that done. Let me know how you enjoyed this podcast episode today in creating a grant writing template. And once again, in our six-week live grant writing training, you can actually develop a grant writing template. Well, I will give you a template and a sample, and then you will develop your own for your nonprofit and get feedback. And it's amazing. And even if you're like, but Holly, I'm not really working with a nonprofit right now, but I want to learn how to do this and I want to get feedback, I will give you a template, okay? So you can actually, and a sample, so you can work on that as well. 
All right, so that's once again starts on March 22nd. So please do get in the door before then so you can secure one of the limited slots uh, for that training, which is my most popular training that I have. Um, so definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com for more information and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 208 for all of today's show notes. All right, guys, I will see you next week and I hope to see you in the course. All right, take it. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 208 for all of today's show notes. And as always, if you love the podcast episode today, please do leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player as it does help other people find the podcast. All right, I'll see you guys next week and enjoy your grant writing template.